ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Welcome in to the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. It's Thursday, so joining me now, Dr. Troll. Guy's got the PhD in it. Doctor. Doctor. I went to Yale and Harvard. You went to, well, that doesn't necessarily make you a doctor just because you went to those. I know, I'm just saying it's prestigious. I went to both. You went to both. I went to both. I went to to Harvard for undergrad, went to Yale for graduate. Got a PhD Princeton. from uh, MIT, yeah, and then taught at the Cal. Okay, so what? Yeah, what? What course did you teach over there? Um, philosophy. <laughs> philosophy. All right. Philosophy. Just I only had three students. What's the Norman meaning of life? You know, um, just throw gasoline on the fire and watch it burn when it yes. comes to social media. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you throw the gasoline in your back up. You can't get none on your hands because when you get it on your hands, you know, that's when you get hurt. But you got to throw the gasoline and dip. All right, Norm. So you, on your YouTube show, had a huge interview yesterday. First of all, tell our folks how they can check out your show. And then I want to get into what was discussed and why it's pertinent to what Saints fans and sports fans in general just keep hitting refresh on Twitter, waiting for some kind of update mm-hmm. that hasn't come yet. So yesterday, well, first you can uh, you can follow me up on YouTube, Norman Lock, the Daily Lock In. Each day, six to seven, I'm gonna have new content each day, Monday through Friday, six to seven, and then also live from eight to ten right here on ESPN Lafayette. Um, but yesterday, I talked to Bruce Thompson, and um, he's a he's a former wide receiver from Miller McCoy. So Miller McCoy was a school founded after Katrina in New Orleans, and each year after Katrina, they added a grade which means they had a sucky football team. So, I mean, I had to poke some fun at them about that. Uh, but, and it's all boys' school, so, you know, I went to St. Alcorn Boys' School, so I just let them know, you know. Uh, but, you know, he is very close with the Beckhams, so he has had a relationship with Odell Beckham's father, who has been a mentor for, for him since 16 years old, and then now he's 25 years old. So he had, the you know, pretty much the inside track of, the free Odell movement led by LeBron and Drake tweeting it and the shirts worn by Justin Jefferson last Sunday before the Baltimore versus Vikings game. And he said that, um, you know, what spurred out of everything with the free Odell movement was out of love and support. So when I asked him, you know, what does he mean by the movement was breath out of love and support? He just said, you know, him as a former wide receiver, Justin Jefferson as a wide receiver, they just saw some of the things that Odell was going through and he wasn't happy. So this, you know, he pretty much alluded to it wasn't really the football reasons why he wanted to leave the Browns. Just didn't want to be in Cleveland. 
he just wasn't happy. I, I don't know what that means. And uh, then I asked him, you know, since you're so close with him, what could be some of his next steps? Where does he want to play? He said his two things on priority are a great quarterback. And he said, good. He said, a great quarterback and happiness. See, so he's prioritizing that over money. See, he's prioritizing that over location to live. And he says that that's going to be the two most important things for Odell Beckham when he signs. And he won't sign this week. That's what I was told. Not signing this week. So he's just going to drag this thing out for another week. Drag it out isn't the terminology that I was told. It was told he needs time to make a choice that's best suited for him and his career going forward based upon happiness and quarterback play. So when it sounds like that to me, it only points to two places, Green Bridge, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. So why are the Saints being thrown out there in the mix, according to reports? Because, you know, Sean Payton is a businessman. Uh, I feel like Sean Payton has pitched him, you know, basically you and AK can be the face of the franchise. We know this this year the Saints could possibly make the playoffs, make a little push. He's selling to him about the volume of catches that he can receive. A lot. Uh, Michael Thomas isn't coming back for the year, so he would be the bona fide number one starter. But again, if I'm Odell, I'm sitting there like, look here, you snake oil salesman. You can't sell me Trevor Simeon. You can't sell me uh, Taysom Hill. I love you, though, Sean. Maybe next year. You could sell him on being the number one receiver, though. You could sell him on volume. You could sell him on volume. You could sell him on happiness. Happiness. You back you sell home. Him on, you could sell him on happiness. You're back home with your family. You're 45 minutes up the road from your alma mater. I mean, do you want to live in Green Bay? Hey, again, but I, see, if I take it away and go by what I was told. So you think with Aaron, you're signing with the Chiefs then? <laughs> I, I feel as though the best fit and the best move will be signing with the Chiefs. I mean, right now the Chiefs are in the middle of the pack. They can still make the playoffs. I was looking at the AFC seeding today, and I was like, there's only two bona fide runaway playoff contenders, and then, and that's the Titans and that's the Ravens. And they said that Titans uh, one loss, if I'm mistaken. And the Ravens had two losses. Everybody Titans else. Have, Titans are seven and two. They seven lost two. to. Uh, I mean, they lost to the Jets somehow. I don't know how they did that, but they did. So the AFC is is a toss up. I want to say you have six teams that are five and three in the AFC right now. So if the, if he gets to the Chiefs, I think he could be a tremendous difference maker. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Patrick Mahomes. Even if you throw Odell in that mix, that's a, that's a tough offense. You've got four, five, and three teams, and you have five, five, and four teams. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I, but Kansas City, I mean, we can agree. You watch them. There's something off about them this season. Yes, and I, I want to say it's the defense, but the defense the has defense, a- no, The defense isn't good. I mean, to, you're, you're not wrong about that. They're not great, but the, there's something wrong with the offense too, man. It's like the offensive line. It's the offensive line isn't good, and it's almost like Mahomes. The running game. Mahomes is trying to do the video game play like every play. Yeah, like and it's it's worked most of the time the last few years, and this year it's just not. It's like okay, just run the play. Yeah, you don't have to throw it sideways. You don't have to <laughs> scramble around. You don't have to do, you know, NFL Street Two no. run off the wall and throw it behind your back. Just. 
Take Complete a three-step br- drop and throw it to option A. But that's they're not they never do it. No. And it's like in this year it's kind of caught up with them and they just they get into these funks and it's like what what is happening with the Chiefs right now? I mean, look, let's I be think- honest. If Rodgers if Rodgers had actually been immunized uh and played last Sunday, I mean, the Packers would have won like 35 to like 10. But Jordan Love's not good, and the Chiefs managed to win 13-7. Man, good, and, good timing for the Chiefs on that one. Yeah, and, and see, that's another thing about watching Jordan Love. Now, again, it's one game, but I've watched one game from a lot of quarterbacks. I've, I've watched the first game of Mac Jones, the one game, the half dirty, a game. Dirty Mac Jones. Dirty Mac Jones. Dirty Mac. I like, I like, we can talk about We're that. just going like to have to call him Dirty Mac. That's what I'm calling him <laughs> from now on, Dirty Mac. Justin Fields, Trey, Trey Lance. You got Justin Hibbert. You got all these quarterbacks. And it's two quarterbacks that nothing special jumped out to me watching them with a full game. Tua and Jordan Love. See, the Jordan Love thing is it 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 just sucks because no, he didn't look he didn't look good. But then it's just one game. And so Rodgers is probably gonna come back Saturday, play Sunday, and then it's just like everyone that's all you got. It's yeah. such a small sample size and then you go into the offseason like, oh, God, do we really want Aaron to force his way out? Do we really want to go to Jordan Love? I mean, can he even do this? He looked terrible. Uh, Aaron, what do you want? We'll, we'll try to figure it out. We'll give you what you want. If he had looked really good in the game, it still would have been totally over the top. Like, it's just one game. If he looked great. I mean, Matt Flynn had a great game late in the season for the Packers years ago, and he made a lot of money off yes, of he did. It. And then he couldn't beat out a rookie third-round pick. Now that pick happened to end up being Russell Wilson, and he was much better than what anyone thought at the time. But it's like having a larger sample size than one game is is a good thing because but, you can – you can. it's kind of a no-win situation flashes. for everybody. I didn't see any flashes. You did. Guys. No, I'm not, I'm not going to try to tell you that there was a, any point where you're like, ooh. Yeah, see, and that's the one thing. Can you give me one ooh? Like, I can, like Trey Lance something. got in give for me like. something other than. Uh, no, the whole game was just a. Ugh. Yeah, and I, that's why I'm like, the Trey Lance got in when Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo got in. You immediately got a ooh. You know, Mac Jones' first game, he's like, all right, all right, all right, Dirty Mac, Mac and Cheese, Dirty Mac. Dirty right. Mac. Okay, you know, the Justin Fields gets in. He has a wild play. He scores a touchdown on like a run play or something his first time. It's like, okay, all right, Justin Fields. But then you're like, uh, Tool, you out here getting pulled from games, throwing multiple picks, and then you got Jordan Love. You just didn't have a special play. It's just like and uh, even Wilson. The and, thing, um, I'm not sold on Tua either, but like their fan base will say, oh, well, their coaches, they have two O coordinators, which is which is a really bad idea, and they're both in his ear all the time, and blah, 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 blah. In Green Bay, you, you just say, okay, you see Aaron Rodgers all the time, and then you see Jordan Love. Yeah. It's not like... It's it's a bad team that's bad with because I mean the Dolphins aren't good with or without Tua so you could another team could convince themselves oh well we could we could we could fix this or we could work with this I don't know that they will in Green Bay it's kind of like again it's that no one thing of well you got the the guy that has the best arm in the league and just does crazy stuff in the reigning MVP kid. oh and let's go go ahead and try to do what he does so there's such just a I don't know, man. Well, it's a, it's a no-win situation. Follow it really is. three back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. That's that's what Jordan Love essentially is doing. He's following three back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Well, who was the Hall of Famer before Favre? Uh, Brett Starr? Favre Starr. Favre Starr. I mean, they had a bunch. Favre Starr's old. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know three, no, no, no. there was, there was a lot of Don Mikowski was the quarterback before Favre. Mikowski. They called it. What did they call him? He had a great nickname, the magician. Mikowski wasn't bad, but like he was, he had some like Mark Brunell in him back when Brunell was actually good. It was just every now and then there would be a season or just a flash here and you're like, oh man, who is this guy? But it was never sustainable. Let me see. What was Mikowski's nickname? The Wagon. Something. Don <laughs> Mikowski. Donald Magic Mikowski. But they spelt the magic M-A-G-I-J-I-K? That's nasty. Yeah, come that's on. Nasty. That's nasty. Why that's, you put a G in there? That's dirty. That's mad dirty mag. <laughs> he is in the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. So... Jordan he Love, was, hey, you got to follow 80, some, some... Hey, in 89, he was, he was second team All-Pro. He's a pro bowler. He just didn't sustain it, but... It just goes to show you, if you look at guys that have consistently been the Packers starting quarterback for like more than a few seasons, you're trying to step in and replace three guys who, one who's a legend, the other who is a they're, they're both kind of famous and infamous for various reasons. <laughs> but as far as the fan base goes, even the guy before them was beloved, you know, and, and, you know, led the NFL in passing in 89. Just flash in the pan. Had one really great season. But sometimes, sometimes for certain fan bases, you, if you have a certain personality, one great season is all you need that's to it. just be a legend that's in it. a fan base. I mean, Tom Brady could have retired after one season with the Bucks. He's a legend. Like the Bucks. Gosh, one season. Man. No, the Bucks. You know, the, Bucks. Uh, the Bucks. My question is. The Bucks. For the Saints fans out there, Atlanta could they could they leapfrog the Saints and make it in the playoffs? Um, I don't think it, I don't think it's about what Atlanta would do as much as what the Saints would do. Atlanta's probably going to be like eight, nine, seven. That's what I say. It's, it's, it's either the Saints looking at the the, the standings against it's, guys. If you look at the NFC East, it's only the Cowboys coming out of. We have a three game. Yeah, you can you can go out and leave. get just trounced by the Broncos, and it doesn't matter because you're matter. in the NFC East. Correct. And by the way, that was. I mean, excuse my French. That was an ass kicking. I mean, it was only second game, only second loss on the year. I'm I'm, I'm missing what happened. Thirty to nothing. It was thirty to sixteen. It, it, yeah, you got two cosmetic touchdowns. Oh, okay. Just making sure. It wasn't. That wasn't a close loss. They got they got handled. It was thirty sixteen. Yeah. Did you watch the game? I know you did. You're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Would you say that the Cowboys got their butt kicked? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It was thirty sixteen. I was right. just letting the people know. So you, mean, you, you gave them a, a if nobody score. watched the game. No, it was thirty to nothing, and then it was thirty to sixteen final. Thirty sixteen for the fantasy football owners. And you know those touchdowns were not it's for the fantasy football owners out there. I don't know. The Dallas just can't. I mean, they just can't beat Teddy Bridgewater. That's the thing. Nah, it, it was the the defense. The Broncos actually got a real defense. I, they got rid of Von Miller, and they were just like all happy about. No, nah, I mean, I left like, tackle. Uh, see, the 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 one glaring weakness with the Cowboys is if Tyron Smith doesn't play, we are going to get our butt kicked. It's it's like it's literal history. Like you cannot escape the destiny every time Smith doesn't play. Whether it was Jason Garrett, whether it's Mike McCarthy, it don't matter how long he's been there. If he doesn't play, I wish there was the statistics to pull up. I, I'm going to have to do this math today. When Tyron Smith doesn't play, the Cowboys lose, guys. It's it's rhetoric. All right, so. Stage Dallas, seal, Dallas steel. in the east, Packers in the north. 
Cardinals or and Rams in the West, depending on who wins the division. The other will be the wild card. A winner of the NFC South. A winner of the NFC South, probably going to be Tampa. That's it, Scott. Well, we just named five teams. There's two I more know. teams in the playoffs. And two more teams that have to get in. I don't say they might deserve, but they have to get in. And I'm looking at St. Atlanta because, I mean, Russell Wilson isn't going to come back for another two weeks. Uh, San Francisco, I, I, I told everybody it was too high in on San Francisco. There's, there's, there's a lot of games left. I, I could see another team just jumping up. I could. I mean, it, it possibly, I'll say, I mean, figuratively can only be out of the Saints. Russell Wilson's coming back. That'll help Seattle. But the problem is they're about to play the Packers and then the Cardinals. And then go down another stretch of NFC West games. They yeah, play the Rams but they again. also have the Wash. They have Washington in there. They have the Texans in That's, there. They have the Bears in there. That wouldn't even give them, get them right to 500. And that might be all you need. Well, no. To get to 500, you'd have to have a tie in there. For the seventh spot in the, in the, in the NFC? I, for the seventh spot in the NFC, I, I feel like you have to be 8-9. 98, I'm sorry. They might get it. Maybe not. So the Saints won't? No, the Saints will probably be in the playoffs, sure. I think we decided that last week. I don't know. This Bucks after the I mean, after this Atlanta loss, I was not expecting this one, Scott. This was a You know what is, they I, I said this on Monday. It's a bad loss. What they what what the worst part of that we'll see how much it shakes up this season. I think they were kind of gonna be the six or seven seed regardless. But what it does for the fan base, and then if if you're if I, I said the same thing for LSU fans to an extent, because if LSU had beaten Bama, it's not like the record this year really is going to be mem- remembered. They'll just remember it as oh, remember when Coach O was you know just coaching out his con you know not his contract was just his seat wasn't even hot it was gone he's just allowed to coach six more games remember how funny that was that they actually beat bama like haha tied how did y'all's <laughs> national championship hopes get ruined it was that kind of game not one that really matters this year one that they just hold over the you know i say hold over this like bama i mean bama's got the skins on the wall just one that the fan base could reference and it would be like revered and they could look back on it finally i don't know what the loss of the falcons will do in terms of the playoff picture this year, if it keeps the Saints out or if it changes their seed, we'll know in a couple of months. I mean, you got But it was the kind of game that if if the Saints had held on and win after that comeback, it's 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 a game that you don't just remember this year. You just hold it you just reference it to Falcons no, you, fans forever. No, and instead you, they get you blew to reference it. it. Oh, you blew it. You, they get to reference it against Saints fans. Because that's what I saw from the Atlanta because one you know, you all get, the Atlanta to, fan base is out because of the Braves. You get so you to see, reference. Wait, wait. You get to reference that you 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 didn't blow a lead, like you actually held no, on. No, 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 no. It don't it don't work that way. Inverse for Atlanta fans because it would have worked that way for Saints fans. So no, it don't work that way, Scott. What they get to harbor and handle on is they gave you hope of a comeback and then squandered it right there in your face. I think face. you're giving Falcons fans way too much credit. I, I'm really not. You, the you outside blow, with the when Braves. You blow a lo- when you blow a lead and then happen to win at the end by a few points, it's a good win and it's against the rival. No, no, it's not one you no, remember in like 10 no. years. When you blow a 24-6 lead with 10 minutes left against your arch rival, that's one that gets referenced forever. It gave to, say you hope, to say that they're the same in terms of long-term trash you, talking, I thought you had a PhD in this stuff, They Norm. gave you hope 
And then they crushed it. See, look, this was I was at a baby shower. Baby showers are beautiful. Beautiful. What do you do? What do you, where, at, what are you what are you deflecting here? Where are you going? I was at a baby this? shower, right? And the baby shower, you know, twelve o'clock the Cowboys came on. Twelve o'clock the Saints came on. You know? I'm Couple sitting of there losses. and I'm I'm Couple in of L's. I'm in the baby shower. Predominantly women, but the men are there. The women are in the kitchen and doing all the dude, baby what are you, shower what are stuff. What doing at a baby shower? Well, my friend's having a baby. So, yeah, the, the women are with the, the children and, and, you know, doing women things at the baby shower, playing games stuff. The men are all harboring around the TV, flicking back and forth between the Saints game and the Cowboys. Y'all should not have been there. So, while this was going on, the Cowboys are getting hammered. The Saints are winning and going back and forth between Atlanta. So, I'm getting some gripe in there, Right. And then the debacle starts to happen of the Atlanta Falcons. Then the house starts cheering. Oh, Norman, look what's going on there. They're doing it to themselves, and the Cowboys are losing. So I'm getting double whammy right at this point. But then Saints fans started to pull at Atlanta. They didn't pull in Atlanta. Yes, they did. They start. They started coming back. They started giving hope. That's I'm hearing not what the, Atlanta does. I'm hearing the Superdome Do start anything? rocking. I'm here again. People grittying across me. They pointing at me and grittying with babies in their arms. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have the last laugh. Then y'all go down. Y'all score that touchdown. But then guess who's what? Y'all, who's y'all? Saints fans. But then the Saints. The Saints play. Saints fans. But then the fans don't go down and score a touchdown, Norm. But then, Sean Payton, you know he thinks he's smarter than everybody, goes for two instead of kicking the extra point. And when he missed it, I told everybody in that room, that's your buns. Sean Payton then cost you the game again because Matty you mean, Ice. You mean, they, you mean they went for two? Went for two twice. To, cut it to, th- to try to cut it to three with five minutes left in regulation, and that was the wrong move? Wrong move. You don't, I thought you were smart. Wrong man. move. It cost them the game. Matty Ice walked down the field. Cordell Patterson. First of all, they went right down the field, and they probably would have scored a touchdown if they had wanted to. So Matty Ice. It's in his veins. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? It's in his veins. Where are you going with this? You're just all you're doing right now is recapping the game and trying to make it sound like blowing a giant lead is the same thing as kicking a field goal at the end and winning by two points. The story of the loss to the Falcons means a lot to me, but just the loss to the Falcons, it means more to you. And I'm okay with the that. The story of the what are you doing? Because yeah. Saints fans really thought they had one. They thought they had a memory against the Falcons. They thought they had a 28-3. to Oh, yeah. Yeah, they thought they had, and I could see it in their eyes. So what, yeah, and then, so, they, so, and then so, they got oh, taken away from, give me that candy. All you're doing is give me saying, that candy. saying what I'm saying, but like talking about some baby shower and dragging it out. Because I watched it live. It was an experience that I, I watched. The, let me tell you see, something. Let me, I saw let me, the, let me, let me the hope and glimmer in the eyes. Yes, that's what was lost. Snatched. Where, where you're wrong is thinking that this is like going to be some big skin on the wall for Falcons fans it in is. their long term. No, this Scott, is not going to be. They don't have they much, reference. Scott. This is big time you for them. See, you were, you're, when you're, the last time they built the Saints? When the last time they built the Saints? You're young. I don't know. Two years ago. This, you're, thank you're, you. You're 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 too young. You don't know the the history of this rivalry. You don't know the first. The Falcons came, they beat they came back and beat the Saints in a playoff game once. It'd be one thing if the Saints were up by a ton and the Falcons came back and won and the Saints pulled the Falcons. That's not what happened. I'm telling you this the isn't temperature. One, this, is, this is one you, you're glad you beat your rival. You're happy about it. You feel like you, you give your, your fans a sense of false hope like they might actually be in the playoffs this year. This isn't a game that you're, oh, man, 
we blew a lead and then we didn't. And ha ha ha, see that? Ha ha. That's not that's not what unfolded the other day. The Saints gave one to Atlanta. Well, I can see Atlanta took no. it. What the Saints did is they they they, took they teased their fans. They put a great dessert and a great dessert in front of them when they went to and Atlanta kicked the plate. Atlanta away from Atlanta kicked it. Right there. Kicked it. Cordell Patterson. Where was Cordell? Cordell Patterson. It's not even like Cordell. That's what that was the commentator said. So his name is Cordell. It's not like Travis Kelsey. They still say Kelsey. That's weird. Now that is weird because you're right. That is his last. I love how he said that. He's like actually my last name is Kelsey, and so you know, so is my brother. I like how he added, so is my brother. It's like well, you didn't have to say that. Yes. And we know that. Like well, we we just you know we just kind of roll with it. But I I no Kelsey. That sounds more like an accountant than like a foot. Travis Kelsey sounds like I don't know where they ever found their Y yet. It's, but again, you know, you know, an E is a vowel. You know that norm, so it can have different sounds. So it doesn't have to be a Y. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the certificate. <laughs> In philosophy, for those that missed the philosophy. beginning of the show. I don't do grammar. All right. Um, traffic update, guys. There are two lanes blocked. This was reported 15 minutes ago. Two lanes blocked on US 167 South, Evangeline Thruway. At Mud Avenue, due to an accident, congestion reached uh, Ponda Mouton Road. So be careful out there on the roads, everybody. This is ESPN Lafayette. Uh, vehicle accident on uh, the corner of Johnston and Palms Boulevard. And a vehicle accident being reported uh, on the corner of Johnston Street and Mount Vernon Drive. So a lot of traffic this morning, guys. Please be careful. Be safe out there. Your weather forecast today from Bradley Benoit and the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. It is going to rain today. There are showers, storms this a.m. throughout the day. They'll end this afternoon or this evening. The high is 78. Uh, The low tonight is clear. Uh, Tonight, the weather is clear and the low is 52. Mm. All right, when we come back, real tough guys, fake tough guys. I'm a real tough guy. We put a, we put a, (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, We put something up on uh, social media. Name one player from either the NFL, NBA, or MLB you would least want to get in a fight with. Think about that. The Jokic heat situation got a little heat on social media. Got a little heated on the floor. How hot was it actually after the game, though? There's a lot to unpack there, but I th- I just think it brings up a more fun discussion of, yeah, you probably wouldn't want to mess with that guy. No, probably wouldn't want to mess with that guy. We're gonna talk some college football as well. Oh, and then at some point, the Pelicans. Don't go anywhere. I'm Scott. That is Norman Locke, who uh, went ahead and just told you guys he has the inside track. Odell's not going to the Saints. <laughs> we'll be right back right after this. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy 
aspect to DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sports book because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Rich Eisen, and you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, sports fans, this is Rich Eisen reminding you to catch The Rich Eisen Show every weekday from 12 to 3 on ESPN Lafayette. Now, back to more of The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather. All right, Norm, you got you got to bring us out of the break here because I got crackling in my mouth. That's what she said. It doesn't make sense in this situation. I mean, I've got crackling in my mouth. That's what Cajun women have said. Bring us. <laughs> Cajun women have said, Norman, bring us out of the break because I have crackling in my mouth. That's what she said. I mean, it happens. <laughs> it's the. Biggest ticket in sports, ESPN Lafayette. <laughs> I feel like I, you need help, man. You I'll do. Help. I help people. I'm a doctor. Um, Philosophy. you got some different, different kind of method. He's a doctor of some weird form of psychological Eastern medicine. Well, actually, I immunized Aaron Rodgers. So yes, he thought he, I'm official. He legitimately thought he was. Uh, I, I'm again, Doctor Locke. That's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Why, that's it, why. So you're acknowledging that you just um, your, your methods don't work. Seven weeks. Your methods don't work. <laughs> he was immunized for all of seven weeks before he caught COVID. Uh, I think it, I think it works. More than seven <laughs> weeks. I mean, it was... He took a vacation. Went to you know went go be on Jeopardy. He went golfing. Yeah, come on, man. Give it the give it the wave. See Moss and immunize. All right. Since you just like to recap things. Without making a point, let's open up the phone lines two six nine ten seventy seven. Good morning. Wonder Good if morning. Someone else will do it. Good morning, guys. Hey, guys, we got a little rain going to be coming in in a few minutes, just keeping us all aware. See? But I want to bring up this about about a couple things in sports right now. Uh, the Saints and Dallas. Well, they got a meeting coming up in a few weeks on a Thursday night. And I know right now, Saints fans are feeling a lot confident about their chances in that game. And after watching this past weekend, 
I wouldn't blame them. I'm a cowboy fan, and I think that gentleman sitting next to you is one, too. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. You, you, one of those things is correct. He is a Cowboys fan, but don't call him a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Oh, oh, well, don't I'm call him a gentleman. Up. Come on now. But I'm, I'm just that type of person that I call the men's gentlemen and the ladies the ladies. No, no, I understand. You know, but come on. Yeah, well, well I'm going to leave that to y'all. With that said, the Saints looked a lot better than Dallas this past Sunday. Yeah. I don't know what I was looking at when I was watching the team that I liked as far as the Cowboys. They got to get some things straight over there. With that said, LSU, LSU and Arkansas game, I can't wait to see this. I want to see how this game is going to play out between the two teams and the coaches because both coaches, they have something about them that's going uh, on at both universities, and one could be positive, one could be negative. And it's something worth watching. Um, and lastly, I would me. say this to all of us. All you guys and gals that are placing bets on football, especially college, be careful because the winter weather is about to invade the, the, the Midwest. And that Michigan area, the Big Ten is going to be changing because the effects of rain and snow and in the, and in the great Northwest, in that area there, it's going to affect college football, and we're going to find uh-huh. out who the real top four teams are in these next four to five weeks of college football with the weather changing. We're going to find out who the real dogs are. Thank you, guys. You'll have a good, after- a good morning. All right, to recap, the Saints played bad. The Cowboys played worse. Things are okay at UL. Things are so-so at LSU. And the weather. And the weather. It's getting cold. All right. Watch out in that Midwest. Watch out Middle Tennessee. What's the weather like in Serbia year-round? Serbia? Yeah, what's the weather like in Serbia? Is that in Russia? What's that? that? It's in Serbia. Formerly, it was the Yugoslavia. Okay. Um, The Serbia winter, temperatures are usually around freezing, like zero degrees Celsius. Um, December to February, it's quite cold. Uh, But, you know, intense frost, cold air kind of settles on the ground. The average weather in Serbia, according to Google, summers are warm, mostly clear. Winters are very cold. We want a vacation there. I wouldn't want to mess with somebody from the country that's formerly the Yugoslavia. I'm just saying. I wouldn't want to do it. No, it's just some places that, you know, like... When you have to rename a country, like, and you, you're from there, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. Like, I, they renamed the country, formerly known as the. Oh, you know, really? Like, you, so you're, gonna, you're gonna go mess with? Uh, you gonna go mess with Jokic? No, I'm taking Jokic in full. I'm taking Jokic in the in a, a two round TKO. You just said you'd mess with him. I no, would, no, no, I would, no, 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 no. I would not. I'm mess not with messing him. with him. I'm taking his side in the beef. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm taking his side in the beef. Nah, when <laughs> the brothers, country. when the Jokic brothers. Are tweeting from a Twitter profile that has no. They just picture. created it. They yes, just they created just created it just to respond. They don't care about the internet. They care about fighting. Like it's like I remember watching Creed two, and watching uh, what's the what's the what's the Russian son just like fighting in the cold, beating up like you say, like pieces of just like frozen polar bear. Like I'm not fighting nothing like that. They say that he threw knives. At his his brothers for fun because he didn't want to like 
play hopscotch or something like the, no. the, the, the NBA is funny sometimes because nothing's actually going to happen. But for no, those I, that don't, don't say that for those that don't for those that don't know what we're referencing, uh, Denver was crushing Miami and Markeith Morris, who isn't really in the rotation for the Heat. He's like. Uh, he's like the 11th guy. They were getting beat by a lot. So he checked in the game late. And if you see the replay, it's kind of a dirty play. Jokic is, is he's got the ball. He's dribbling down the court. And he sort of kind of jumps into him sideways. Yeah, like it was a hard foul. And, and Jokic is so big. It didn't knock him down. But he was angry. And he like leaned into him with his shoulder. And Morris just exploded. Boom. I mean, he had to be carted off. And later it turned out he he's actually okay. <laughs> but... What's the reason why? Because everyone's okay, I can point out. I can point out all the funny stuff. Okay, Tyler Hero, <laughs> dude, he saw what happened, and he was the closest one to Jokic, and he was like, he took like a step and a half toward him, and then you can kind of see in his mind, like, is anybody behind me? Yeah, oh. no, nah, I don't want none of this. Uh, so he sort of like walks he then ends up walking uh, like he takes two steps forward then walks behind Jokic and kind of gives him like a very soft nudge almost like an obligatory like see stood up for my teammate (laughs) I did it and even Jimmy Butler who is who is an alpha make no mistake about it but he's also smart he can out alpha guys on his team he's he's like I am only gonna start screaming meet me in the, the annals of this arena after the game. But I'm only going to do that once security is in here and everyone's been separated. It wasn't like Jimmy ran to him or immediately yeah, started like, yapping. No. Jimmy, you're you're telling you're telling Jokic in front of national television, in front of thousands of fans, in front of the referees, in front of the police, meet me out back. Well, that's not an invitation. Uh, you're alerting everybody. You know what I call yeah. that? I call that dry snitching. That's the terms, guys. It's called dry snitching. Dry snitching. Dry snitching. Is that you're not telling, but you're telling. It's like Jimmy, because I, I, I do think Jimmy's not a guy I would want to mess with, but they're, they're different levels. No, no. See, no, nah, like Scott. The, he, he's, Jokic is on a different He's level. not a guy. You don't know that he's a guy you don't want to mess with. Jimmy not, has any no verification in the streets. You're punking Carl Anthony Towns, who everybody punks, and you punk Ben Simmons, who everybody punks. You don't, you don't get no verifications in the streets. And that's how I, I had to take it back and go, okay, hold on. Let's look at the street cray. All right, Jokic. Facing negative three winners, playing with knives with their brothers. I'm not. I'm not. Killed I, a polar I, bear I, with his bare hands. What I'm hands. saying is, he's like Jimmy Butler, fighting with Carl Anthony Towns he, but, and telling them, "Listen, you know, I'm not a fighter." What? But Butler's like, he's he's like, okay, he's accomplished. Like the metaphor here is, okay, he's accomplished Golden Gloves, like Junior Olympics, where they wear the headgear when they box, and he can throw some punches. But it's it's a more it's a safe environment. He's a phone. Jokic is underground fight clubs in other countries where people die. Jokic, you know is what I'm saying? Phony. There's, I mean, not Jokic. Jimmy <laughs> Butler is well, a careful, careful. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Jokic brothers, do not tweet me. Do not tweet me. Jimmy Butler and the Morris brothers. One, Scotty, any fight you don't turn your back. Any situation, you don't turn your back. So you're getting upset about, oh, he pushed me to the back. It was blindside. Uh, you could have turned around and retaliated anything. Rondo and Chris Paul threw hands. They threw punches. Punches have, getting, have been thrown. You think Rondo would even be dumb enough to throw a punch at Jokic? No, no. It's not the fact to throw a punch at Jokic. 
It's that it got it happened. No, like, no, it's no, just no, not, but, the, I, I, no, no, no. It 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 does matter because if that wasn't Jokic that threw that, and it was somebody else on the team, they might Tyler Hero probably wouldn't have been like, I'm coming. Uh, I, no, because no, it's supposed to be seven footer versus seven footer, but Bam Man the bios, look, I don't want none of that. No, but you're comparing Jokic to like. No, I'm comparing a fight. But I'm not it, comparing it, anything who, else. It's a fight. It, 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 it goes from it, no matter no matter how you look at it, Scott. If you got a hard foul, like I see the situation with Rondo and Chris Paul, hard foul takes place. You either gonna fuss or you gonna swing. All the extra. It's phony business. Sure, so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I guess, I guess now I was, I was, I, I thought you were talking about something else, like giving Rondo and Paul credit. Like it's easier to throw a swing. I give when them, I give them credit for actually doing something. But yeah, but it's easy for them to do it when it's not somebody that they know could kill them with no, their bare hands. Scott, Scott, it's against. It, you get a swing. You you would take a swing at me. Would you take a swing at a grizzly bear, Scott? If I again, if me and Jokic are getting into it. I'd rather me and him swing it out uh-uh. than to me sit up there and be like, yeah, yeah, that I told you, Jokic, yeah. I would fight no, you, you if it wasn't for all this security. No, you, no, you I would. Let me tweet my twin brother no, and let don't. him send some threats for and the then, next game that happens. And then yeah, yeah I'm going to do all that. And no. then the Jokic brothers created an account and were like, yeah, I'm not doing all that. Your, your brother started this. Cause Scott, back off. You know what? Uh, I forget the player's name who's famous for just punching Kobe and then walking away. He gave Kobe a two piece and got out of there. I oh, guess all you really Chris, had to do- Chris Childs? Was it Chris Childs? Was it Chris Childs that got to it with him? I think so. I think it was Chris Childs with the Knicks. And he didn't want none of Kobe, but he gave him the two-piece and he got out of there, Scott. You got out yeah, of there. Chris Childs. Me, me, I remember that game. And he get out of there. I remember he, that You game. don't have to win against Jokic. I was watching that game. He gets you two in and you get out of there. He said, he said there was no beef about it, that people would bring it up a lot and that like... That was it. Like, it ended that day. You get your two and get out of there. See, I, I'm a you don't, fighter, you don't, Scott. Dude, you, you don't... I'm a fighter, Scott. No, not fought in bigger not, people than myself. Oh, stop it. If you were in that situation, you would not have stepped up to Jokic. I would have got my two and dip. Scott, they're going to break up the fight faster than they're going to let you fight. He knocked out Morris with a hip check. Like a shoulder check. You, you know what he would do with one punch? That's not no, true. No, That's might, not true. See, you you're might, not a fighter, Scott. You, you don't understand. You don't understand. You might die. Oh, you're a fighter? I'm a fighter. What was the last fight you got in? 2014. Okay. So it's been seven years. And and describe when, the individual you got in a fight with. I sent him to the hospital. No, I mean their <laughs> size and where they came from and their background. Three inches bigger than me. Okay. From... Uh, uh, what's this country town? From it ain't Serbia. No, it ain't Serbia. It ain't Serbia. It's um, so three inches. Yeah. So what you're telling me is he he wasn't twelve inches and hundred and twenty pounds heavier than you. No. Okay. And he wasn't from Serbia. No. Okay. So stop. No, but again, no. You would have you would have done the right thing. No, I wouldn't have, Scott. You would not have you're taken to the any wrong swings. one, Scott. You would not have taken any swings. You're talking to the wrong one, Scott. You're talking a lot of trash for somebody that would never no. mess with the Jokic family. Scott, you're talking to the wrong one. Those you, would f- mess, you would mess with the Jokic I, family. I'll tell you this. Ask anybody who was on that 2014 Sunbelt Championship football team and ask them what took place after after party. And they're going to tell you I'm a Golden Gloves champion, Scott. So they're going to tell you. I'm not buying it. All right. Now why I say you ask about it. So all you gotta do is ask around. If you if you guys didn't think jo- 
guys didn't think Norm was the troll master before. I'm, hey, I'm, the man is saying that he would have stepped to Nikolai Jokic. That is equally as dumb as you think, and you could rush for over 100 yards in the NFL right now. I told you I can give you 100 yards throughout the season. I didn't say one game. I didn't say one game either. Okay, yeah, I can get I said 100 yards in the NFL, 100. whereas you would, no, you'd get like get negative I'm better than Mark Ingram right now. Break. <laughs> I'm better Latavius Murray right, right now. Enough about you and this nonsense. Let's get back to Golden Glove. I'm telling you, Jokic for a minute. So because wait, there so- was a photo taken of the Heat all at the door Phonies. of their locker room. One hundred percent, all the door of their locker room, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're standing behind one security guard." First of all, that wasn't even a security guard. That was a coach. That was the GM of the team. The okay. Imagine if the Pelicans were all standing behind David Griffin or or Trajan Langdon like, yeah, come on. You want some? Like, guys, no one's stopping you. Like, you can easily walk past this individual if you Phonies. really want some. Phony. Scott, you would have caught a two-piece and I would have got out of there. No, you would not see, have gotten out of there. All right. You, you think it. You would not have gotten it's out of there. It's the NBA. There. I would have got out of there. You, you would have not have gotten out of there. Right. Ask Chris Childs. That's his name? What was that? that was his name? Kobe Bryant in... It, 22-year-old Kobe Bryant is not Nikolai Jokic. Come on. Scott, you're talking to a fighter. Not you. Talking to a fighter, I'm trying to tell you. Fisty cuffs. Got in one fight. Got in one little fight, and his mom got scared. <laughs> if Ben Simmons wants to get out of Philly, that's all he's got to do. Get in one little fight, and his mom got scared. You're going to lose. Move with your auntie and uncle to Sacramento. Never heard about no Australians having hands. I'm not taking Ben Simmons in the fight. Are you, are you taking Frank? Oh, I, I would. No, taking, Ben Simmons. Are you kidding? Ben Simmons would get beat up by anyone. Yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Australians don't. I've never heard any Aussies. I mean, I'm fight. sure there's some. Look, there's no. I, come on. I've never heard any. Hey, you said I've never heard any. You, that's if you, not if a you knife. Give a street, this is a knife. If, you, if you're saying Serbians are known for fighting, I've never heard Australians have known for fighting. I didn't fighting. say that they're known for fighting. I'm Just saying, saying I wouldn't a, bleep with somebody from Serbia is all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you... You come from a different part of the world, and it also depends on like. Since we talk about fighting, you, you, if you, if you grow up in the outback and you're out there just surviving, or if you grow up Nobody in like sort of a Nobody rich family, uh, where did you come from in Australia? Australia is a big country, Norm, much bigger than Serbia. Yeah, but Scott, uh, since we talk about fighting, who do you got winning out of Darren Williams and Frank oh Gore? God, what is? I got, I, oh, I'll take Frank Gore. I got Frank Gore in two rounds. I got Frank Gore in TKO in two put it rounds. On, put it on Frank Gore. I, I, don't, I don't know why they're turning boxing into this this horrid of a sport. Uh, I, I really feel bad for boxing as a whole because all it is is former athletes and celebrities are just coming out and fighting each other for money. For it's, 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 it's terrible. It's terrible. Darren Williams is going to get whooped, and I can't wait. I can't. I, but you just said it was terrible, and now you're saying you're going to watch it, and you're all into it, and you care. You're going to pay money. Oh, I never pay money, allegedly. Allegedly. I never pay money for any pay-per-views, allegedly. But your excitement leads to... I can say that I, I, the I, I'm culture part of, of the part of this You're part of the problem. Right. I'm part of... Wow. See, I was able An to... An admission of guilt from Normal. What's the... What's the all right. November 11, so 11, 11, 21 at 7.51 a.m. Norm, I'm, a, I'm part of Norm admission, Norm's Be, admission of guilt. Because I've skipped the other ones. Like, I've skipped the Pac-Man Jones fight. I've skipped the the, the rappers fighting. Uh, uh, Lamar Odom, I didn't watch that fight. I skipped all those. 
But for some odd reason, the pairing of Darren Williams and Frank Gore has me super interested. Like, okay, this is NBA versus NFL. These are two kind of like OGs, you know what I'm saying? Like, Darren Williams an OG. Frank Gore's a super OG. And it's like, dang, Frank, you just retired. From, well, you didn't technically and retire it's just, from him, it's just, like, it's, I mean, and the thing is, too, like, boxing is very different than if, like, you put these guys in, like, an octagon. Yeah, you know I, don't, I don't want to see any So, like, I, the, here's what, god dang it. See, now you've got me actually analyzing a boxing match I don't care about. Here's here's why he's, he's I wouldn't put money on it. Darren Williams has got six inches on Gore, which means he's got a lot of reach. Mm. And this isn't a fight. I forgot he's this isn't a dog fight. This isn't a fight a in boxing. the octagon of two right. guys. Just this is boxing. And Darren's reach, Darren's reach is going to make a big difference. I didn't think about that. Just because he's a point guard, I didn't think, okay, he still might be 6'5". You're, you're, you know, you don't. I don't. I, I the fact that you said you would have gone and, and swung it at Jokic, I think just Scott. We're we're from we're having a strong predicting that player. I'm basically Jimmy Butler size. I'm about six six you're, six seven. <laughs> you're like if you if you say I'm in the no. NBA, you're not you're not. Ex- I'm not ex- saying you're in the NBA. So I'm you're saying, saying me, Norman Locke going up to Jokic? That's what you're saying. No, Why would you I'm, say that? I'm never saying that. I said if I'm oh, an NBA player. It. Playing no, in the you NBA, been insinuating that this is you as right if now. I'm an NBA no, player, no, Scott. No, not five ten Norman Lock going fight a seven that, footer. That is what you have been no, insinuating this I'm, entire well, time. Uh, let, let, let me let me That's correct what you've you. You've been insinuating the entire no. time, which is why I said it's ridiculous. Well, let, let, let me correct you for thinking that. No, no, that wasn't I, my I, thought. I don't want to think that. There are people no. on Twitter all shooting stuff at me. Uh, no, no. Uh, yes, yes. Norman, the basketball player, the NBA player, would have took. That's why. I keep saying, let me, let me Rondo, hold on, no, let me get you, no, I got you, because uh, people, it's, it's early this morning, people ain't drinking their coffee, all right, so that's the whole reason why I brought up Rondo and Chris Paul fighting, because swings and blows actually got thrown, uh, yes, if I was an NBA player, I would have punched Jokic, not me, the radio broadcast journalist. No, I'm not fighting Jokic. I'll sue Jokic. Let me, like, let I'm me, not let doing me, that. But let me, let, me, let me say it again. Me as an NBA player, if I'm in that situation, if I'm any of those teammates, if I'm any of those guys on that court, that court Jokic's getting punched in his mouth. So you're out now is that you've always insinuated. It's not an out. It's not so out. That's a say, fact. I'm you, a, I'll fight him. Wait, wait. No, this just if we go on the court right now, Scott, this, in the basket, and this, this play happens with people my size, I'm fighting. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm insinuating. Size. People my size. So when size. you say I could rush for over 100 in the NFL, you're insinuating you'd be bigger? No, they're, they're, they're my size. We have running no. backs that 5'10". They're, how many NBA players did they, you have that 5'10"? I like how you just slipped this in there. Like, I'm not saying. No, I'm, I'm telling you my. you were saying it was you. Now you're saying, no, it's this fictional version it's of me not that's much bigger. It's not fictional version of me. Everybody, I mean, everybody yes, in my group message gets it. I mean, I don't know who else so, is so you're So in this instance, you're like Nobody a foot taller and 100 pounds If heavier? I played in the NBA, I'm not 5'10". I want you to name me all the 5'10 players in the NBA. Yes, I'm not punching Jokic if I'm 5'10", Scott. That's stupid. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've been telling well, you Well, I'm sorry morning. that you had the indication that, that I was talking about. I said if, you, I, if I'm... if i Let, right, me, let right, me do this for Scott Prater. Let's let the audience... Let me, fill, if, audience, no, shout it, out and let us know if you thought Norm was insinuating it thought, was actually I'm telling him. you what it is. If I'm, I'm an NBA player, I'm punching Jokic in his mouth. Enough I'm said. An I'm an NBA player. The rest of y'all are scared of Jokic because like he's from Serbia. The... Well, I'm telling you now, if he's from Serbia and it's cold, y'all are it's scary. Not Syria. Hey, it's Serbia. If yeah, it's cold in the winter. 
You hit me, I'ma hit you in your mouth. Whether we on Gerard Park, whether we at Bourgeois Park. Wait, but he didn't hit you. If you hit me, I'ma hit you no, in your no. mouth. Let's get whether back, let's you get back to the topic. On Gerard if Park. He, if he shoulder checks a teammate of yours, you would have punched him. I would have punched him. If I'm in the NBA, I'm punching him. Jimmy Other, I'm punching him. Punch I was Norman in the NBA, Lock, I'm punching him. And also a foot tall and 100 pounds heavier. Everybody knew. Part out. Everybody know out. what I mean. Nobody listening knew. No one listening. Knew. Hey, man. No one you get punched knew. in your stuff. Don't play with me. Nobody listening knew. No one listening. Knew. You know? All right, we, we're, we're up against the break. Let's take two quick phone calls. Somebody somebody, help me out in here, please. Go ahead. Help you out with what? With, uh, Norman. He, he insinuates things, and then, he, and then he backtracks. Man, you're on your own with that. You got to deal with that, Scott. That's your buddy. You should know how to deal with him. That's just your buddy. I mean, I try. You know? All I know is I think Frank Gore is going to walk the dog. I think he's going to walk the dog on Darren Williams the same way Teddy walked it on the Cowboys. Walk him. He's going to walk him straight down the pipe. Norm, you listening to me? I'm listening. Walk him down. Same way they walk them Cowboys down. Walk him. Thank you, Ronnie. Take him for a walk. Cordell Patterson. Walk him down the sideline. Cordell. Cardell Patterson. Cordell. Hey, I'm a TV announcer. Cordell Patterson. I'm going to start calling you Numan. <laughs> if you're on TV. ESPN Lafayette, last call of the hour. Go ahead. What's going on, fellas? What's up? Nothing too much. I, 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 I think, you know, yeah, if I'm in that in that NBA in that situation and I'm I'm the you know, on that court, that mean I am upsides and stuff. I'm, I'm show jacking Thank him up. You. Thank you. Oh yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I gotta, I gotta support my team, man. My teammates and stuff. Sure, I'm going all in. Going all in. You get punched in the stuff. I ain't doing all that talking. Oh no. Oh no. So yeah, I, I agree with it now. You know, what I mean, it's because you're already in the situation, you're already. In, in the heat of it and stuff, you know. So most players, you know, that's what's going down. You know, they gonna they gonna go for this. They, they haven't know? had they haven't had an actual fight in the NBA in well over a decade. Chris Paul and Rondo fought two seasons yeah, ago. They, they, they threw like three so, punches yeah. and that was it. So that's not a fight. So I'm, is I'm he talking, the Madison? I'm talking about team. I'm talking about team fights. Let me be clear. I'm talking about a team. No, no you got you got, no 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 Scott. The people don't understand that. It's been a they fight. Don't. No, I'm glad you, you lied. I'm glad, I'm glad you called me out on it because okay. I, I didn't want to insinuate something for like 30 minutes. That don't lie. True. Don't lie to the people. That was a lie. You insinuate you lied. You lied. You, you misled. Lied. You're, no, like Aaron I didn't lie. You're like Aaron Rodgers. You're like Aaron Rodgers. Did Norm pull the whole, yeah, I'm Im- immunized thing? That's what Norm did this morning. You lied. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. You did, you did the whole, yeah, I'm immunized. Oh, yeah, no, I was talking about, I wasn't talking about me. No. Are you stupid, Scott? I'm not talking about you're me, just, Norman you're just Locke. upset. I'm talking about the fictional you're version of me. You're just upset that you're scared of Jokic. I'm not upset about that. You're you just upset me? that you're scared of Jokic. And I'm I'll not pu- upset. I'll, I would not mess with that guy. Are you hey, kidding me? He know not to step on a court and, and, Dude, and body I shot. I would have 100% been like, yeah, I, I, I just, I would have walked away. I, ain't, I don't want none of that. Yeah, he don't want none of this. You're, 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 come on. Oh, and they did have a team fight. The Grizzlies and the Knicks got into a team fight at oh, the really? end of. Um, you mean when Alfred Payton pushed the guy and got, and guys like grabbed each other? That was not a fight. That was not a fight. People got suspended. So people get suspended for coming off a bench. An actual like team fight, like you're suggesting, like everybody should have gone at, at Jokic. 
and it's multiple players. Not everybody should have should have just. Well, I guess 06 at was least the last a, a couple. Yeah, like at least a couple more. Like guys, NBA guys, they talk a bunch, but they don't actually. I'm swinging. I'm it. Team Rondo. Team the fictional Bi. Version. I'm yeah, swinging. Add in, add in the fictional version of yourself. Swinging, Jokic, don't pull that over okay. here. If we're doing it this way. I'm swinging. Add in, add in the fictional version of yourself. Swinging, Jokic, don't pull that over okay. here. If we're doing it this way, the fictional version of me, I don't whoop Jokic's ass. Yeah. That's how we're doing it. Oh, yeah, dude. Me, the fictional version of me in the NBA that's bigger, stronger, I'd have gone after yeah. him. I'd have knocked him out. I'd have knocked him out. What's your Marvel name? Marvel name? Are you a DC character? You say you're fictional. The great one. The great one. <laughs> <laughs> don't go anywhere. Great sketch hour number two after this. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette. ESPN 1033, K277DQ Lafayette, a town square media station. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. To the 8 o'clock hour, the great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports going at on a Thursday morning. Norman Locke is in the house, and uh, the fictional version of Norman Locke would fight Jokic. That's what we learned last hour. You don't want to see these hands. Let's, 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 let's segue into back into football for a moment. UL football coach Billy Napier said last night, uh, Amani Bailey is still out in that Montrell Johnson, who is up for the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year Award, he's a he's a semifinalist for it, goes to the best freshman running back in football, and Chris Smith, who has really come on the second half of the season, they're going to basically handle the bulk of the load here at Troy on Saturday. Um, and I, I think that's notable because I was talking to Tim Buckley yesterday, and, I, and he tweeted this earlier. In the Napier era, it's usually three guys, right? It's always been three guys. Now, Terrence Williams is a freshman that, you know, he got a carry last week, and, and he's maybe getting some here or there. But with Bailey out, it's he, he kind of insinuated last night. Williams will play a little bit, but it's mainly going to be Smith and Johnson, which really isn't a surprise if you've been watching the team this year. Uh, I would expect a heavy dose of both of them. Um, look, Troy's 5-4. and four. They're feisty. The Cajuns have been heavy favorites as of late. Sometimes they cover like they did two weeks ago. Sometimes it goes down to the wire like it did last week uh, or 11 days ago. I know they played on Thursday. They're minus six and a half right now. Uh, when you look at the rest of their schedule, you need to keep winning to secure home field advantage uh, because App has not secured the East yet. And um, if you win Saturday... 
Coastal now looks like they've lost Grayson McCall, which is a giant loss for Big them. Big time loss. I like um, the kid. And uh, Coach earlier this week said he might be out the rest of the season. Yesterday he's like, well, hopefully he can return. We'll see. I think he's gone. We'll see. I just know that he led the NCAA in passing efficiency, average yards per pass, no, average yards per pass attempt. He's going to play on Sundays. I mean, yeah, he he was the he was the biggest reason Coastal came out of nowhere last year because no one thought a redshirt freshman was going to be any good, and then he ended up being the conference player of the year. Um, getting back to the Cajuns, you got two conference games left. This is one of them. You get this. You might have by the time you play ULM on the twenty seventh, you may have home field for the conference championship game already locked up, depending on what happens between now and then. But you got to win this one. It's a conference game. I was talking to a Cajun fan last night that told me this is the game they've been most nervous about all season. And I was like, why? Like, I don't know, Scott. I just am. Which is a, um adequate response nervous? from a fan. From a no, fan. I'm saying, were they nervous preseason? Or? No, 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 no. He, yeah, no, he, he was insinuating like... Tell you what, man. This or this was this wasn't last night. This was two nights ago at the Cajun Dome. Okay, um, when I was I was covering the basketball games, said Troy's just they're they're a feisty team. They do have some puzzling losses, but if you look at you know how they played at Coastal, if you look at how they've played this season, you know they played strong against the South Carolina team. They're they're a team that can jump up and bite you. I was like, all right, you know, but. I'll say this, if it is a close game on Saturday, if it's a close game, I'm betting on the Cajuns every time. Because yeah. since 2019, they've had 10 games decided by four points or less, and they have won nine of those 10 games. That's a large sample size, Norm. 90%, that's not just coincidental. That that has something to do with your staff and your team. I'm going to say, one, like you said, with um, Imani Bailey possibly not playing uh, this week, I do think the workload is going to be given to uh, Montreal Johnson. What he does with it, I think, is going to be amazing. I told you uh, I'm big on this kid. I told you I know his mother. And I just think the Cajuns are going to go as far as the ground game takes us. You've been on Montreal Johnson since before the season started. You told me, you told the listeners, number four this season is going to be big. It's going to be big. And he just keeps producing. And I think each game he grows more and more confident in himself and his body architect. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm going to keep saying because he's not finished growing. He doesn't he doesn't know his, his strength yet. He does not know what he do. But, uh, I, I, again, this one here, last game for homecoming for the Cajuns, was a little tight one. Uh, not homecoming this past Thursday. was a tight one. But I do think Cajuns win this game. Cajuns need to get this home field advantage. Uh, 2.30 kickoff, December 4th. Pat Cajun field, man. Lock it in. Lock it in. And then there's this, <clears throat> there's this part of me that wants... Alabama in the national championship? Yes, Scott. That, that wants <laughs> Coastal Carolina to win out and apt to drop a game. Because the content and the drama around a conference championship game at Cajun Field. Yeah. And that, and look, if it's app, and it probably will be, it's going to be a challenge. They've had some battles, and, and you know the Cajuns have won recently, but of course App won all before that. But the drama that could come with Coastal and the storylines, and maybe McCall would come back for that game. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But it would be a lot of fun, man. It would be that, a lot for, of fun. For, for content purposes... 
The boss, the barstool Twitter's going bring at it. it. Bring it, man. Like, bring I, it. I, I, I definitely do like uh, you picking the smoke matchup because the, the preseason interview I had with their head coach where he was upset with me mispronouncing the Chanticleers. I don't even know how he pronounced it, but that's how, that's how it's pronounced. The guy's named Jamie, and he spells his name J-A-M-E-Y. <laughs> okay. His name's Jamie. He spells it J A M E Y. I don't know anyone else that that I do know. I've known a few Jamies. Jamie Howard, great guy, a friend of mine growing up. Jamie named died. Jamie. The the Bills had this fullback named Jamie Bueller. He was a beast. But like J A M E Y. I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know any. Apparently, names, there's a country music artist named Jamie that goes Jamie. that spells it like that. Hey Jamie. <laughs> Really got a kick out of that. Oh yeah, because that's funny. But um, but yeah, nah. He, he again, he was salty about that preseason. So I would like to bring that clip back up and fire him up. I like that. I like that. Because I asked him if it was a robbery. So yeah, it was, let's end it on that. Let's end a robbery. It. They they escaped Cajun Field with a two point win, and there has been a lot of drama since then. The spicy uh, chickens. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. Kirk is listening. He says, all right, I see Norm's point. It sounds like he's saying if he was the caliber of an NBA player, he would probably be much larger and willing to hit somebody bigger than non-NBA Norm would be willing to hit. Yes, that's his point. It just took him a while to I clarify. Mean, everyone heard it. Um, he didn't. He he said this at 8 a.m. So you need he after you clarified, it. he got it. It's okay. He has, I guess the relevant question is, would Radio Norman... Be willing to punch Skip Bayless. Skip's like 80, right? 70s. I got works out every day. I say he, that. No, I no, no. He really does. No, no I, I don't I, listen. I, I, no, I follow him on Instagram, and he he really runs like five miles or 10 miles like every day. He'll like, be he'll be, he'll be be 70 in a few weeks. No, sir. I would not hit Skip Bayless. You're, you're, that's seen as citizen abuse. I would not do that to Skip. No. There's certain guys their age. You, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, one. I just the age difference a little bit too age much. Age aside, there's certain people. I mean, Chuck Norris is 81. Aaron Neville is 80. All right, he might want to punch me. That guy's ripped. I, there's certain you can be old. Nah, I'm Chuck, not, no, I'm not getting in 10 <laughs> feet. You can't at 80. I'm He's still 81. watching Chuck. He's no, 81. Chuck no getting some side Chuck, eyes. Chuck I got Norris. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. I'm sorry. Chuck. Chuck Norris. I'm watching. Both hands and feet. I'm not, I'm not, I've seen those movies, Chuck. Uh, 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 them wasn't special effects back then. Not messing with any of that. <laughs> Quarter after eight. All right, let's open up phone lines. 269-1077. Let's head to them. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Norm. Yes. Could you please knock out Stephen A. Smith for me? Y'all have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> first of all, 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 first of all. Me and Steven are about the same size, but again, age the age difference. Why, why can't I have nobody in my weight class, age class? Like y'all don't want me to see like a who's somebody that's my age? Who's somebody? <laughs> <laughs> who's thinking, 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 thinking? There's nobody in my age. Uh, this, I don't know this anybody. This has turned in into the most. <laughs> everybody want to see a pay per view. Put the over under Caesar sports book. <laughs> All right, back to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome in. Good morning. Hey, guys, I want to ask you two guys about UL's remaining football schedule. Um, we have Troy coming up this weekend, and it's Troy's homecoming. And there's a lot that could take place here from what, you know, people are saying. 
for being who they are at home, homecoming. UL being a being marked on everybody's schedule, being the target. And if we get through, because each game got to go, you got to go one game at a time. So we get through Troy. If we get through Troy, we got to go to Liberty. Now, didn't Liberty start the season off with a lot of wins? I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to pull it up. But I remember Liberty was doing well in the Liberty, beginning of this Liberty, year. Liberty is 7-3, and three, but they lost at ULM, which is, which is still crazy. That man... That's understandable, but guys, one thing I want to remind y'all both is that the games are four quarters and they got to be played yes, on we, the field, and none of them are won. How long? It, yeah, got it. now the last one, the ULM game. Again, what is y'all? What do y'all think? Do y'all think we can go three and zero with those three games? Yes, they're gonna be favored in every and each game. And get the championship. Well, great. Well, I mean, that's what I wanted to understand. If we can make it through this little last three team gauntlet. And be okay because we're on a win streak. Eight, so your eight game win streak. Wow. Nineteen eleven. If you all accomplishes this, man, I don't know what the heck I'm gonna be able to say. If they go win three more games and they go on a eleven game win streak going under the championship for the Sun Belt. Just keep winning. Thank you guys, y'all. Keep up. Yeah, we gotta keep winning. Keep Thank up you. the good work. Thank you. Gotta keep on and keep going. Four quarters, North. Is it? Four, Four quarters. quarters. If I was as big, if I was NBA big, I, I might have gone in there and just taken a couple. I'm I, I'm telling you, I'm two piece and getting out of there. Like again, when you what do you are you worried after the fact about Jokic's family coming for you? Zero percent. Like I told you, it's you're literally in front of police officers, security guards. I don't mean right staff. after. No, I don't mean right after the game. I, I, I mean like for the rest of your life. I mean 0%. like when you're like, you know, when you're zero percent. When you're Skip Bayless's age and you're you're on some trip overseas in retirement, and one of them pops out of like a haystack in <laughs> Croatia, and they're like, "Remember me? You mess with my brother." Zero percent, Scott. Yeah, because all, again, it's, this is good for the internet. This is good for the NBA. But nothing's going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. Absolutely nothing. If it's something's going to happen, it has to happen on the court. The, the, the funniest, really, at this point, the funniest thing. Where, I, I guess too. the the best thing that happens is the humor. It's the memes. Yeah. It's the reaction. Like when when something like that happens, when it's like, come on, y'all don't really want that smoke or. Okay. You know, and then fans start arguing about who would do what. Like it, that's that's all that's it is. That's all it is. But it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Who's the who is the NBA or NFL or MLB player? You can only pick one that you would not, if you were the if you were the proper size, as you put it, that you just would not mess with. Hands down, it will always and forever be for the the NBA. Ryan Artest, Metal World Peace, whatever name you want to call him, if forever. We've seen what he did with the Metal Palace and the Palace. Amanda Sanford Artest? Yes. We've we seen what he has done with the Malice and the Palace. And after that, post that, we have witnessed him put a dent in James Harden's head. He put a dent. This is not, this is not exaggeration. He had an impression in his cranium because of Ron Artes. For me, I, I think if we're going, if we're including some that are recently retired, like like Ron, um, 
James Harrison is not somebody that I would. No, yeah. I, when, I mean, Harrison was one of the best defensive players in the league, and his teammates were like, no, he's a he's an a-hole, and none of us want to mess with him no. ever. Even retired. I, and, and they, they, but they like they like he was a he was a great player and he was their teammate, but they were scared of him. It wasn't like he's got our bag. It was like, man, we miss on him. And he was their teammate. It was a different level. It's like most guys, it's like, hey, you don't want to mess with this guy. He's my teammate and he's got my back. Everyone was afraid of James Harrison. And Everyone. I'm going to say he, I'm still afraid of James Harrison, even via the internet, because again, I, I follow him on Instagram. And before his son's football games, he'll wake up and he's screaming, he's yelling. He's like, you know, whoa, game day. I'm just like, if I was his son, I'd be terrified to wake up to him screaming at me, <laughs> telling me it's go time. It's girl. I'm like, bro, James, dad, pop, you got to go. <laughs> like, I'm no, no, you're scaring me. I'm, you're not motivating me. You're scaring me. Yeah, dude. I I, I remember reading a, a story in him years ago. It might it wasn't GQ, but it wasn't a sports magazine that did a feature on him. And it was just like he his off season home was in Arizona, and it was I guess they were they were trying to like learn a little bit more about him. But he was so just like stoic and not saying much. And there were like some poisonous snakes that got got in the backyard. And he just like grabbed him by the head with his hand and like snapped their neck and just threw him over the fence and continued the conversation and i was like man i that, that there, there's something about a mindset there i don't want any of that none of it Mm-mm. nobody's messing with that no nobody nobody messing with none of that again it's a, like you said it's a mindset espn lafayette the best Ticket in sports. Whose seat is the hottest right now among NFL coaches? We'll tell you next. Don't go anywhere. I'm Scott. That's Norm. We're right back right after this. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sports book because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app app now and use code 1420 when you sign up because when you do hundred dollars in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in louisiana as soon as it hits that's code 1420 to get 100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP must be 21 or older louisiana only availability varies by parish eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions espn lafayette espn lafayette.com and the espn lafayette app Welcome back, 
back into ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Flashback to two months ago when Norm learned that Brass Monkey was a drink. No, for homecoming, one of my older frat brothers for sure gave me one. He, 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 he made me he one. He wanted yeah. to make sure you knew. He, to make, he, he walked up on me at homecoming and was like, I remember listening to you and Scott, and you did not know <laughs> what it was. So what did He's you like, think? It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's not bad. I, I feel I'm, like I feel like if you find somebody that really knows how to make a good one, like a lot of drinks, you'd be like, "Oh, I had one once, like out of a bottle or something. It was pre-made, and I was like, eh, a little too sweet.' I mean, pre like a little, a little mixed name mixed drinks. I could say I'm not big on knowing them and going there. Like, oh, let me get a cosmopolitan or whatever, a martini. I'm gonna get a naked martini. I don't know none of that. I don't dirty martini, yeah, extra olives. Yeah, I don't know. I don't rocks. Know yeah, I'm nah, nah. Give me. I might have a maker. I might not. I might have a Moscow Mule or Kentucky Mule, but usually See, I don't know I'm just drinking a beer. Yeah. That's that's it's been a long, stressful day. I'm tired. I don't want to be I want to be a, the best dad I can be. So I don't want to be sure with my kids. So every now and then it's like, let's go for a walk. I'm drinking a beer. And it's just one it's not like I get away <laughs> or anything, but I it, it lights me up just enough, especially if I have an empty stomach, to be like, all right, now I feel relaxed. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't need to like now you can watch the Pelicans. Oh, boy, you know, you need way more than a beer to watch them, bro. <laughs> you need way more than a beer to Scott, watch them. The tickets were so cheap yesterday. I had literally every friend I had went to the Pelicans game yesterday. Not any, every friend. And I was like, well, why everybody's going to the Pelicans game? And it was like, oh, the ticket's cheap, Norm. I'm like, how much you pay for your tickets? 100 bucks? Well, where are you sitting at? Behind the bench? <laughs> I was like, what? Now the tickets. Now the tickets tomorrow. People might be interested in because of who they're playing. They're playing the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Kevin Durant. He was eleven of twelve last night for thirty points. Scott, I oh, watched that Lord. game. I watched that game. You mean you didn't watch the Pelicans? No, <laughs> no. It, it's it's I was gotten so the Pelicans, bad. It was tight. It was like it was like sixty eight, sixty seven. They were winning. And I was like, well, maybe they'll they'll pull it off. Now. My friends have attacked me for the Pelicans for so long that I've I, I watched maybe a quarter or half. I can't take myself to watch the full games because of the slander that I received. It's, it's brutal right now. Scott, it's like brutal people, right now. people are calling us the, the Los Angeles Pelicans. They have the worst record in the league. No Zion, no Brandon Ingram, lots of losses. You know what the running joke? They had a guy tweet Odell Beckham. Odell, come home. We can go to a Pelicans game. Everybody attacked him. Do you want Odell to come to New Orleans or not? Yeah, CJ, don't do not do that, CJ. <laughs> like, what are you doing? With don't do that. It? Don't do that, CJ. Hey, what, man? Saints in the report yesterday. CJ yeah. Gardner-Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Kamara Teron Armstead. Yeesh. All right, 31 out to the hour. Give me an NFL coach on the hot seat right now. Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer's seat's still hot. But he, I feel like he wants it to be hot. Like he's oh, kind of, I'm with you. You know those, like, when you go, like, to a buffet-style thing and they have the candles underneath, like, the the pans that have the oh, yeah, food? Yeah, yeah. He just has one of those underneath his actual <laughs> seat at all time. He's just he's just, atta- he's just attached one to his butt. He's he's almost inching himself out. He's like, push me. He's <laughs> like, if you push me first. Boy, guys, I uh, tell you what... Uh, I'm not doing so good. Huh? I mean, how, what do you think? You think uh, you think you might move in another direction? It was, I guess. I guess Urban Meyer is the, the easy one to put because at some point Jacksonville, who has got owners that have buku money that have invested a lot, they built a whole new 
um, essentially like a practice campus. They have draft draft equity. It's kind of like people people rag on the Jags. They've got the. I think they actually have the most important thing in sports. Now in football, you could say the most important thing to win is the quarterback position. You're not wrong when you say that, but I think the most important thing to have in sports is owners that are willing to spend money and care. Because if you don't, sure, you might get lucky every now and then, but they don't really want to invest in winning. They just want to make money. If you have an owner actually willing to spend money to try to win, then at least you can, at least you have that hope. At least you're not like, man, we're never going to do anything because the owner doesn't care at all. In Jacksonville, you at least have that, but man, I mean, they Urban are Meyer. What a terrible hire! They are. They were a uh, Stephon Gilmore pass breakup away from oh. going to the Super Bowl. Well, no, I mean, a, the, the ref blew the whistle, and the what was it? Uh, Smith, the linebacker, he picked up the fumble. The ref doesn't blow that whistle there during the Super Bowl. So you know, and and that's that, one random year out of like eight bad ones, but that, still, oh, that, that was. Uh, Could you imagine if Blake Bortles had started in the Super Bowl against Nick Foles and won? It, it might have Jacksonville may have won that they game. Might, they might have won the game. That's why, it, like, like you said, I can't harper too bad on them because they've had stints get a of good where coach. they yeah it's, just I, get a good coach. You know, even with the the Maurice Jones Drew tender of the Jacksonville oh, no, they, Jaguars, they, they won a playoff game. Then they went into Pittsburgh and were more physical than the Steelers in a playoff game in January. Which they is just never had the solidified do. head coach. You're right. The only time they, they had a few stints of consistency in the late 90s and then in the mid to late 2000s briefly with Jones Drew and then Leftwich and then David Garrard. But since then, you've had that one season. And other than that, that was like 2017. in the last 10 years, right, it's been abysmal. And yet with that ownership, it's like, God, if they could, if they, they got the head coach right, it would change things. They just, Matt, Matt Nagy. He's he's number one on this list for me. I, I, I mean, see. he's the Bears fans are begging for the for, for Chicago to just fire this guy and move on. Just begging to get rid of him. Nah, he needs to go. I, I just feel like the mismanagement of the quarterback position for the last four years has been bad. Like this Bears defense. Like, how do you mismanage this Bears defense? Uh, you don't. You don't put together a roster on the defensive side of the football for this last four years. You don't trade for Khalil Mack and don't do anything with it. It's just, you know. 2017, they had that one year. Now, they were in the playoffs last year, but they they still ended up finishing 8-9 if you count the playoff loss. It was just, they weren't good. But that's kind of the worst place to be is in the middle because then ownership might fool themselves into thinking, eh, maybe this guy could turn it around. Nagy is not the answer. Vic Fangio is interesting. I thought he might be on the hot seat, but after dominating Dallas on Sunday and the fact that they have a winning record. Whoa! I don't like that verbiage. The fact that they have a winning record, that was a a domination. Now, Denver's probably not going to the playoffs, and Dallas is, but that was complete domination. Well, you you know... Doesn't mean he's completely safe, though. Is Denver's offensive ceiling under the current staff, it's kind of low. Is that going to be enough to keep Fangio around for another year? Yes, and the reason why, because we know that we know that Teddy Bridgewater isn't the quarterback of the future, so uh, he's gonna. You're gonna get a pass because each head coach, you get a tender with a, a quarterback, and I don't think you're gonna let him and forever link him to Teddy Bridgewater. Some think that Aaron Rodgers may be going there next year. That's been rumored out there for a while. He could go to a lot of places um, with that defense. 
Yes, but they will have to upgrade wide receivers. They have a winning record right now. Think about what Green Bay would be without Aaron Rodgers. No, nah, I, I agree. Would be so Green, much worse than Green what Denver Bay's is. defense. So much worse than what Denver is. Green Bay's defense hasn't lived up to the Broncos' defense this season. But preseason, Green Bay was coming in uh, uh, was supposed to have a better defense than the no, Broncos. No, so much of it is just. So about are you Aaron are you pulling? Are you more all in in the the front office of the Broncos selling to Aaron Rodgers what they did with Peyton Manning? And yeah, okay, yeah, I think that's so. what you. Okay. I think that's where you got to go. I mean, what else are you going to sell? Well, I just feel like that Broncos team was truly a quarterback away from a championship. This team ain't no quarterback away. Yeah, but Rodgers is much better than what Peyton Manning was in his last season. Not when, when, first got to Denver. when he first got to Denver, but the year they won the Super we can't, Bowl. Would you say fair? We can't project year two of Aaron Rodgers then. We got to project year one. Sure. No, that's my point. But, like, Rodgers is just... I, I think I think Denver's in, in the his first season here. with the Broncos. Do you think that he'll have a better statistical career, a statistical season, with the roster that they have constructed? Because I mean, when Peyton, Peyton went there, his first year, yeah, Peyton went there. He had Vaughn, he had uh, uh, Demaris Thomas, he had the tight end Thomas, he had the running back uh, from from uh, No Sean Moreno and the other guy. Like they they had a they had a stacked roster. They were really stacked. Really stacked. Yeah, they ain't Emmanuel they, Sanders, what right? Yeah, he made the tight end a bunch of money. The and then tight he just, end, he went to he got a bunch of money from with the, the Jags. Jags. <laughs> it's like, like. Uh, all right, other coaches that might be on the hot seat. Um, Brian Flores, you think he's in the hot seat, in Miami, or you think they give him more time? <sighs> Man, it's so weird in Miami. It's like I think he's forever paired with Tua. I think if you're going to cut bait with him, you cut bait with him and Tua. But I don't think he's going to survive. If they don't trade for Deshaun Watson, because, again, Scott, I'm going to tell you this, like I told everyone else this entire season, you take a quarterback right now, and, again, knock on wood, much, much love to all the quarterbacks, collegiate quarterbacks coming out this year in the NFL draft. If if it's not a sleeper quarterback that's going to surprise us, there's no bona fide top five quarterback coming out of this this draft right now, Scott. Don't believe. No, no, there's not. There's yeah, not. don't believe none of these uh, critics. Uh, don't believe none of these critics. So if they don't make a trade for a Aaron Rodgers, a uh, uh, Russell Wilson, or Deshaun Watson, I think Tua and his job are done in Miami. Because you can't another season of Tua in Miami is not happening. I, I, I'm done. I'm, out. I'm not saying I'm out on Tua. Tua in Miami, the tender's done. I don't think he makes it through next season. ESPN Lafayette, Scott Prather, Norman Locke. UL women's basketball opened up their season with a win. They got some offensive playmakers this year. Uh, They've always had a few girls that could score, but I think Coach Broadhead is really focused on the defensive side of things a lot in his tenure, first and foremost. And now, and, and look, they're still good defensively, but they've got some shooters, man. Lafayette's own Tamara Johnson. Uh, she can shoot really well. She can. Uh, Cage Women's Hoops just officially signed Imani Rothschild from New Orleans. She's a guard. National Signing Day. A uh, lot of the sports, basketball, men's, women's, and baseball and softball been signing players. You can check it out over on social media. Scott Prather, Norman Locke at CSPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. How'd you like uh, watching the Cajuns game? Almost made it. Uh, it was good. I mean, I watched both. Watched the women and then watched the men. Uh, Jordan Brown. He got that clip. He's he's good. He got that clip. He's good. I think the newcomers this year are uh, Greg Williams, 
soft touch around the rim, good outside shooter. You know, he's played at St. John. There's there's a lot of newcomers, but there's also a lot of experience because of where some of these guys have come from. Um, but Jordan Brown's he and Akuba. You talk about athletic bigs mm-hmm. in the Sun Belt. That is going to be a big difference maker. They are they they they'll probably have the best athletic bigs or the most athletic bigs in the conference. Now Georgia State is still really really stacked. Uh, they've got five super seniors. They're really good. But I, I again, I think the Cajuns are are definitely in the mix. I think they were picked to finish second in the West. I think they can win the West, maybe in the Sun Belt as a whole. Um, but I think I think they're going to be in the mix, and I think come tournament time, you got to stay healthy. Body language of the team, chemistry, culture. I only got to see one game. That's all I've seen. What about the temperature of the good. Cajun Dome? It looked good. Uh shoot. I mean, last year you didn't have any in there, so um, it was good. I mean, it wasn't like it was like packed to the brim. I mean, it isn't for hoops. But I'll say that the crowd was active. Right. They were into it. And um, the players were into it too, man. I mean, I got to get off the bench the whole time. Crowd was into it. Jordan Brown was asked, how would you like, you know, first game of the Cajun home? He's like, I liked it a lot. And, dude, he that came into the post game in like a nice suit. Yes, he did. Yeah, a little, little uh, piercing in the ear. Uh, not in the ear, in the nose. Not like a ring. But I don't know. There was something about him. I was like, it's like he's got like a GQ vibe. This guy is smooth. <laughs> And the thing is, watching him on the floor, he said afterwards something they got to work on is is defense communication, something they can improve on. He's not a rah-rah kind of guy. There's sort of this cool vibe about him, but it's not – he's not being lackadaisical on the floor either. Like, he's Just very smooth. active. He led the team in assists the other night. Now, I got to get on my guy, Antoine. I think that's his name. The the uh, transfer from uh, from Creighton? From Memphis? I think he transferred from Creighton. I think he's from Memphis. Oh, you mean in terms of his hometown? No, I think he transferred from Memphis. I, I don't think. I don't think so. I could uh, be wrong. Number twenty-five. I think he's number twenty-five. I'll double check, but I don't think so. Yeah, no, I really think it's Memphis. Me, we had a couple, multiple conversations about him. Like, okay, I just want to make sure. But yeah, yeah, he, he, he. I'm telling you, he's not. He's not from Memphis. He's not from. He's not Creighton. from Memphis. Creighton. You know, he, 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 he. Now, he could be like George. I think. I think. So Jordan Brown was at Nevada, then Arizona. I think Jones, I think who you're referencing, was at Memphis, then transferred Jones. to Creighton. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Creighton was his last stop. Okay, yeah. But he yeah. was in Memphis as, as a freshman. That's that's yeah. what I'm talking about. We yeah, were yeah, talking yeah. about his his stint in um at Memphis. But yeah, nah. I was looking for a big time game for him because again, he's a big time trash talker. Hey man, like I said, he come, I've talked to him regularly just around Lafayette and he talks a lot of trash. I had to stick it to him. Like, I know I it's game it. one. I dig it. It's game one, but I was like, hey, you told me, again, he told me he was Kobe. So he told me. <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm going to shoot that rock. I was like, all right, I'm coming. I'm going I'm to jump in. I said, now, each game, I'm looking for you because you came up to me and told me you're going to shoot that rock. I'm like, so I'm going to be looking for you. So I, I, he went one for two, I want to say, this game, one for three at two points. You wasn't shooting that rock, so I'm a, I'm a, hey, you know, I told you I was going to talk about you. <laughs> it's my guy, though. I think they got a good team, man. Now, shooting the rock, they were 0 of 11 from three-point range in the first half. Woo! They finished 8 of 29 in the game, so they shot it better in the second half. Guys like Dallin Court, transfer from San Jose State. 8 um, of 29. But a Lafayette native. He, you know, Coach Barnes like, he can hit it. They've got some guys that can shoot, but in the first half, they— uh, It's game they one. It's game one. And, and it, it was West Florida. 
you know, we'll, we'll, we, we've got a lot more to see. We'll see how they do against Southern Miss this, uh, this Friday on the road. That game will be right here on ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM. The women's game Saturday at Rice. That one will be Rice. on here. That one will be on here <laughs> right after uh, the Razor Cajun football game against Troy on Saturday. So we've got it all for you on the flagship. Let's take a quick phone call, then we'll hit up a break. Welcome into the uh, great Scott show at ESPN Lafayette. Hello. What up, guys? What's up? Uh, I was, I, y'all segue perfectly. Uh, when, what, what you guys, you guys know anything about you, uh, Southern Miss basketball, about their basketball team? Not a ton. Ew. I looked, I looked at their, I looked at okay. like, I looked at their stats. They've got a, um, they got a senior point guard that is a really, really good scorer. I'm going to have to, his name escapes me at the moment. I mean, I, I, I just went and looked at their stats from this year, but I'm not going to try to lie to you and say I've went and like watched a bunch of film or anything. I mean, I, I haven't done that. Do we know how they finished? And then I could have done this research. I just didn't know how they finished last last year in their con- in conference USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were uh, they were not good last year. They were not good last year. Okay. I think they were four okay. and thirteen in conference. They were like eight and seventeen overall. Um, so no, they didn't. They weren't. They weren't a, a winning basketball team last year. I know in their home opener on Tuesday night again. That was all, I just they played William Carey, um, and that was all I kind of looked at, but. Um, Tay Hardy is the guard I'm talking about. And I mean, I think he dropped like 30. He was like four of nine from beyond the arc. Uh, they got a, another, another wing player named, um, I think Pierre Jr. Is his last name. Maybe he can shoot the three really well. So they've, they've got some shooters, but you know, they didn't get much off of their bench in the game. Um, and they weren't that great last year. So that's what I can tell you about Southern Miss Hoops. You know, uh, Scott, it's going to be, Norm, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough for a lot of teams to deal with our size. I mean, I know when we play Indiana, they can, they'll probably be able to compete with our size, but especially in conference play, we got a pretty big squad. Yeah, yes, there is a lot of size, and um, and again, athletic size. I mean, Akuba and Jordan Brown. I mean, really, really smooth for a guy that's six eleven. That kind of size, you know, Isaiah Richards coming off the bench again, great size. I mean, really hitting the boards well last night. Uh, you know, Dugay isn't isn't necessarily a big man. He can play down there if he needs to. He's more on the wing, but you know, again, a big kid, right? Muscular, uh, very physical. The effort, you know, high motor. I mean, I, I think you're right. It's in terms of the size, but I also think the athleticism with the size is what's going to be the big difference maker here. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. It kind of reminds me a lot of some uh, Ron Hunter teams at Georgia State when uh, they weren't always the best rebounding team, but they would have some of those longer kids, um, DeMarcus Simons, guys like that. So yeah. it should be fun. Uh, I think it's a, a big year for Coach Marlin, and, and uh, I think he's as long as we can stay healthy, man, that's kind of been uh, no pun intended, our Achilles the last uh, last few years. So love the show, guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Getting a little hoops talk in this morning. A little as, bit, just as, a little bit, as promised. A because I, I mean, I'm I'm going all in the kitchen. Like I said, with Woods coming and and me developing this funny relationship with him, because I, I I just like his bravado. He just came up to me. It was just like this is a um, uh, homecoming event. And he was just like, he walks up to the door with the Italian basketball team. Just like, yeah, we the basketball team. Antoine Jones. Antoine Jones. Walks up, he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm with the bas- the basketball teams here. I'm like, oh, all right, well, you know, what y'all what y'all expecting this season? He's like, I'm here, I'm here to shoot that rock. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, okay, what's your name? Antoine Jones. Like, you know, I'm coming from, again, he, tells, he started talking about Memphis. I'm like, oh, all right, all right, all right. He's like, yeah, I used to play for Memphis. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be looking for you. I say, because you might not know me, but I- I'll see you. <laughs> so I'm excited for the Cajuns. Then the lady Cajuns, again, like, uh, you know, they always turned up, man. I-, I-, I like talking to the women's basketball players because they- they're so energetic and they just love basketball. They, so like the, like, they, got, they got Coach Broadhead dancing. Yeah, see, and it's like. It's like they got him trying to do the gritty. Yeah, uh, hey, I need it. He did it last year. He's like, uh, if we, they were good. I mean, look, they won the West last year. They finished, what, 13-1 in conference. They got some newcomers this year. Uh, but when you got Ty Doucette returning, you got a shot. Yes, you do. Don't go anywhere when we come back. Who is the current best team in the NFL? I got a sound effect. Oh, we're play coming it. your way next. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Now, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM and streaming worldwide. For those of you listening via the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market and the Wilson or Champagne's Going the Extra Mile. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM. Scott Prath and Norman Locke wrapping it up here. Been a fun show this morning. Gus Cat, you'll be on with me tomorrow. The best team in the NFL right now, Norm. Team with the best record is the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Who is the best team in the NFL? Right now, I'm going to have to go out on a limb and say the Los Angeles Rams. Even after they just got whooped by the Titans. I mean, there's only been one undefeated team in the NFL to win a Super Bowl, so it happens. I I, I appreciate you not overreacting to a single week, uh, unless it has to do with the Saints, which you do week to week, and that's okay. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I've I've looked at the Saints as a total tire season. I mean, I've looked at the three losses or three really bad losses. I'm sorry. What about the wins? The wins, uh, you have two good wins, but you have three really bad losses. Sure, sure. I mean, the Titans are, I think, one of the best teams. I have to admit I was wrong about them, but they did lose to the Jets. It is. Like you said, you know, stuff happens. The Bills are puzzling, right? Super puzzling. They like, should be the best. They lost to the Jaguars and, six nine to six. And Scott, the Patriots are five and four. So uh, this AFC East, you don't know who's going to win this AFC East right now. It's so weird. This is a tough question. Part of me wants to say Arizona because their defense very good. Their secondary very underrated. They just won with Colt McCoy by two touchdowns. Dallas, I think, is good, and then it's like, well, who have they look? Look what they look. Dak Prescott was coming off a first game from injury. Yeah, he, he was okay. first game from injury. So just, let's just give me that caveat. First game from injury and didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. I agree. I with don't. You. I don't. Ha- I don't have a clear, definitive answer here. I guess I'll say Arizona because they have the best record, and I like their defense. But I don't look at the Cardinals and say no one wants to play them in the playoffs. I don't know that there's a team currently in the league like that. Every team is vulnerable, and that's exciting. That is, that is, that is, that is. I'll give you the final word, Norm. Oh, um, for all those people who have just recently hit me up about the Cowboys losing, I've missed you. I've missed y'all. 
It took it took this long for y'all to hit me up and talk to me, and it's beautiful. So I see y'all in another six, seven How weeks. How can they hang out with you weekdays? How can they check out your content? YouTube, YouTube channel, six to seven o'clock. I'm interviewing different people. Today I got Bayou Bun coming on. Y'all might know him as the viral Twitter Saints fan who puts out the music and the songs. Oh, after. he's the one recruiting Odell. He's the one recruiting the Odell. Keep remix. the dome open. Yes, yes, yes. So I have him on today and uh, Sundays, 8 to 10, the biggest ticket in sports right here at ESPN Lafayette. You're the man. Don't go anywhere. Dan Patrick's next. It's ESPN Lafayette. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up because when you do hundred dollars in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in louisiana as soon as it hits that's code 1420 to get 100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook gambling problem call one 877 stop must be 21 or older louisiana only availability varies by parish eligibility restrictions apply to draftkings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions